0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 22 Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defence. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison, as the high priest and all the council can themselves testify. I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up. The Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said. Leave Jerusalem immediately, because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, Rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. He directed that he be flogged and interrogated in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. "'What are you going to do?' he asked. "'This man is a Roman citizen.' The commander went to Paul and asked, "'Tell me, are you a Roman citizen?' "'Yes, I am,' he answered. Then the commander said, "'I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship.' "'But I was born a citizen,' Paul replied. Those who were about to interrogate him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realised that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. The commander wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews. So the next day he released him and ordered the chief priests and all the members of the Sanhedrin to assemble. Then he brought Paul and had him stand before them.
1: Paul tells people that God did something to him. Isn't that shocking? In our worldview, we tend to lean towards materialist explanations for everything. My friend invited me to this and I liked it and so... Or I saw this talk and it meant something to me. Or I had a rough time and so I went back to my faith. All of those versions of our stories are true from one perspective... But Paul speaks about the other side of the coin. God invaded my life. God acted. God did something to me. I am what I am, not because of a logical chain of events on my part, but because an impossibility occurred. Jesus came and changed me. The story is one of an active God moving in love and us getting swept up into his extravagant plans. Paul told that story over and over again as the story of his life. I wonder if you could tell your faith story that way. You may not have a dramatic conversion story quite like Paul's, but if you look for it, I suspect you could tell how God took initiative and invaded your world. I wonder if you can see how the Holy Spirit has changed you and made you part of God's great redemption of the world. I wonder if you've developed sentences and phrases that sum up what God did, why he did it, and how he has changed your world. I guarantee that the story is there if you look for it. I guarantee that God wants to help you identify it and write it. It will be a story that speaks of an existence beyond what we can see. It will be a story that majors not on your decisions and actions, but on God's decisions and actions, on God's great love and your actions in response. You knowing this story will be important for you. It will honor what God has done in your life and it will strengthen your trust in him. This story will also be important for those around you. It will help them see God as he is and may even give them the desire to have God do the same for them. It is my prayer that you learn to tell your story and that God will use it to bring great glory to his name. Here's a question for reflection. Can you tell your story of faith in a way that majors on what God has done and why he has done it?